stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to our show. First, before we get going, a special thanks to all of the great listeners we have throughout the world. I want to tell you, you are really impacting the lives of people with disabilities just by being such faithful, loyal listeners, and I want you to know I appreciate it. Take time to tell everyone you know about Disability Matters with Joyce Bender on every Tuesday, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, on voiceamerica.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now today, we have a show We're discussing a subject that is often difficult to discuss, and that is child abuse and incest. But as I always say, if you do not bring darkness into the light, you'll never change anything. And we are so excited that we have the author of From a Legend and Kingdom of Darkness into Poems of Hope with us, Miss Antoinette Campbell. She is a fantastic woman and a champion who is out there trying to help other people find grace and hope. Antoinette, welcome to our show. Thank you for that introduction. I don't know what to say. Well, I have to say how impressed I was when I met this author, and I met her at a book signing. I was just so you know, lucky that I happened to be there on that day. But anyone that is out there dealing with these issues and trying to help other people People is really paying it forward. You know, you are to me a real champion, Antoinette, and, you know, I know you will help other people listening to the show today, and they will be able to go out and purchase your book, so thank you so much for being on with us. Oh, thank you so much, and absolutely, it's, it's not about what happened to me more so than it is helping the listeners and also their family and loved ones, and we must be able to be able to help rescue them, those that are brokenhearted, and save the one souls, one person at a time. That's right. And, you know, I always tell people when you deal with an issue like this and you step out and you help someone, you never know, you may be saving a life. Absolutely. So, Antoinette, I know this first question is a hard one, but would you mind telling our listeners what happened to you to cause you to write this book? Oh, well, what gave me the the ability was more like God did because he's the one that brought me through the pains and the struggles that I had to deal with. And so I didn't really feel like I was alone, and I'm still a work in progress. But I had to defy what I thought about my friends, my family, and I had to fight for my life. And uh, and I, I guess that makes me a person uh, more or less like a risk taker. And, um, and that's... That's what I've come down to, most likely. And you yourself had an incident that occurred with you. Can you talk about that? 
Yes, uh, it was many instances, but it started when I was five years old till I was 15, and it was progressive, and also with uh, being paid money for it, and uh, I was more or less like a little whore, you could say. I'm sorry to say that out loud, but that's what it was, and uh, to actually live through the years of going through this torment, uh, it's a miracle that I'm here standing today. It is. It is. That is a miracle. And many people that have been victims of sexual abuse, unlike you, don't make it and aren't able to go forward. And we uh, had advertised that you were going to be on the show, and one of our emailers sent in the question and wanted to know, um, Did the question is, Antoinette, could you share with me, did this take you a long time to be able to talk about something like this? Uh, it took me years to, I think, talk about it, actually, uh, to understand what I was going through, why I was going through this. But I was in my early teens when I actually exposed that to my mother because my father came to my home. My mother and dad were separated, and he came to our home visiting, and my sister had to call the cops and uh, tell my mom, and she works 45 minutes away in Chicago, that my dad was at home trying to rape me. So at that point was the first time that I actually told my mom, and I was 17 at that time. And then later thereafter, I started talking more about it to uh, close friends that I knew, but it was still something I didn't really share with too many people. Yes, well, then it would be very hard, I would absolutely for anyone to be able to talk about that. Yes. Um, and so what gave you the ability to do that? How? Why, why are you able to talk about it? Oh, well, like I said earlier, uh, God is the one that really helped me through this, and uh, that's all I could really say about that. And I had to fight for myself in my life, and... Uh, and little by little, through my anger, through my uh, flashbacks or bad dreams and things of that sort, I had to work out, too, as well. And uh, reading lots of books helped me. I really didn't go to, like, uh, psychiatric units, per se, although I was in one in my early 30s. And uh, I was in there for actually two weeks because I tried to commit suicide. Yeah, you know, I don't think people have any comprehension what they do to a child when they abuse a child, let alone their own child. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that child lives with that. You know, what, what you are doing, Antoinette, I think is so phenomenal that you're out there talking about it, wrote a book about this, and that you're trying to help people because many people do commit suicide. Absolutely they do. I mean, that, you know, you feel as if you're worthless, that, that you know, that you're not worth anything. That's and it's right. so hard to comprehend when it's your own parent. Absolutely. That is very hard to comprehend. Mm-hmm. And as you well know, uh, many people then resort to crime and, you know, many terrible things, you know, after yeah. this has helped them. Uh, but one of the questions I had for you from uh, one of our listeners is, You know, do you ever, Antoinette, my question for you is, uh, now that you've written this book, have you ever considered speaking at conferences about this? 
Oh, absolutely. I haven't yet, but I would love to. And it would be wonderful if I can hear from psychiatric unit facilities, marriage counseling conferences, or pastors, or anybody at schools, educators. It doesn't matter. I'd definitely be open for that. Now, you heard her. Got a chance for a great speaker right here, if you're listening to the show. Uh, You know, one question that was also asked by a listener, as you see, there's a lot of people that are able to email but don't want to talk about this, but a question that was sent in is, um, do you ever have any advice for people of signs to look for if they think their child is being abused by the spouse? Signs to look for is, like, the children... Uh, for the adults to see in their children, yeah, like the what this is written by a wife wondering are there if you're looking for signs, are there any signs you can look for if you think the husband is abusing the child? Well, usually the child is isolated, feels isolated and to themselves, but they use their creativity a lot. Uh, you may want to ask them to draw things because sometimes they might have dra- dark drawings mm-hmm. and you can help them uh, to try and understand what that drawing is. And, uh, and other ways that may have helped, too, is that when I was, let me see, eight years old, my sister was beaten by my father, and I had courage. He told me not to bring Lisa to school, and I had to take her to school the next day because my dad beat her up real bad, and I was afraid for her. And I was in kinder, and I was in third grade or fourth grade because Lisa was in kindergarten. So I took my sister to school. I was afraid, but I did it anyway. And that was a beginning thing that I noticed with my dad because he was pro- progressively beating my mom. And then he ended up stabbing my mom three times in the head about five years later, and then we all went to foster homes. Mm-hmm. But you did, you did reach out and uh, help your sister by doing that. No Absolutely. Doubt about that. You know, first, number one thing I would say, of course, is as we talked about at the beginning, is to ask questions. Yeah, ask but, you know, that one suggestion you made is excellent about the drawings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, go talk to a pastor, go to a counselor, go to someone. Absolutely. But I would have to say that if you ever suspect anything, that's enough. Suspicion is enough. That's right. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, you don't want to take that chance. No, you don't. Because their life is in your hands. If you know that somebody is doing something, even if it's an inkling, it might not happen at that certain time when you're thinking about it. But always talk to the kids. I always spoke to my nieces and my nephews, and they're like, Aunt Nina, that's what they call me, my family mm-hmm. and friends. Oh, that's gross. But you know what? That'll help save their life. And it doesn't matter if it's a family member you know, if it's a close friend. It's, uh, it's incredible. About 40% are friends or, or people that you know or family. For, you mean 40% of the people that commit yes. child abuse? And, oh, uh, horrifying. Yes. And there's about 88% of the victims that are not even coming forward. So it's astounding. It's almost like an epidemic. That's what I wanted to ask you. Do you believe that people are really coming forward, or do you think there are a lot of people that aren't able to come forward? Oh, no, they're not. They're not able to come forward. We need more people to come forward and to tell it the way it is, no matter who it hurts, Mm -hmm. because we're only as sick as our own secrets. 
Yes, isn't that true? Yes. That is so true. Mm -hmm. Well, if you just joined us today, you know, having an emotional issue, a psychiatric problem is a disability. And at Voice American Bender Consulting Services, we include all disabilities. Don't be afraid. Speak up. Speak out. You have a champion on the phone today with Miss Antoinette Campbell, author of From a Legend and Kingdom of Darkness into Homes of Hope, a great book you should purchase. Right now we're going to go to break, and then we'll be back again with someone who is spending their life reaching out, making a difference, our guest, Miss Antoinette Campbell. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability does matter on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again? 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender. 
Welcome back to the show. And if you just joined us on Disability Matters with Joyce Bender, what a show we have today. We have our guest, Antoinette Campbell, who is the author of From a Legend and Kingdom of Darkness into Poems of Hope, who is a survivor of child abuse and violent abuse and turned her life into reaching out to help other people so that they too survive and move forward. And what a great champion I think you are, Antoinette, doing what you're doing. And you know, when we went to break and we were talking about people don't want to speak up that are victims of child abuse yes. or incest. Yes. Because they do not want, maybe they're afraid to hurt that person or what will that person do to them. Right. If there is someone listening to the show today that is in that situation but they are afraid mm-hmm. to tell anyone, what advice do you have to mm-hmm. for them? Well, first of all, they have to think about stopping the silence and take that first step to liberate themselves from that death of that captivity into a life in freedom. And they have to think about how precious they are and think about how they are loved by people that do want to care for them. And getting beyond that fear is so hard. It's almost like being in a cave with uh, spiders, and there's a big spider in the middle, and all the little baby spiders are around it, and those baby spiders feel like they could never get off of that clenching captivity because they feel stuck. But you know what? After they start crawling and fighting for their life, they can do it. It just takes one step at a time, and they have to try and keep plugging in and don't give up. That is the most important thing. Never give up. Yeah, and you know... You can tell your pastor, you can tell someone at your school, Absolutely. a teacher, a guidance counselor, Absolutely. Um, a friend, maybe, you know, an, an, another relative. Um, someone they can trust. Someone you can trust. That's Absolutely. Right. That's, that should be your role, what Antoinette just said, someone you can trust. But listen, if you're listening to this show today and you're in this situation, don't you wait one minute more. You go to someone you can trust and someone you know, not only you can trust, but that you'll be safe. Yes. Don't put up with this ever. That's right. No one should. And, and don't you think a lot of people also don't tell Antoinette because they're afraid of violence? Absolutely, because they know that the person that could be hurting them could absolutely kill them. And in many times, they tell them that they will kill them. And my father had said that to me, that he will kill me if I would say anything to anyone. So those words are uh, very numbing to a child, and they are scared for their life. And when the child is young and this happens to them, do they even have any idea of what is happening to them? No. It, it's just part of the family lifestyle. Oh, so terrible. Yes. Oh, that's so horrifying. Oh, and then what a realization when the child realizes what's happening. Yes. Oh, that's terrible. That is terrible. Well, it is estimated, now this is terrible to hear this, Mm -hmm. but one in three girls and one in six boys are victims of child abuse before the age of 18. 
Can you imagine that? That's horrifying. That's how we know you're right, Antoinette, that a lot of people aren't telling, or or we would know so much more about this. But do you have any suggestions of what we can do in our community to help? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, First, I would say assess the situation and always think safety, no matter what. That's the bottom line. Call 911. Contact the local police department. Uh, Tell someone you trust, of course. Uh, You can also call the National Sexual Assault Line. It's a hotline. Uh, The number is 1-800-656-HOPE, H-O-P-E. And find a support group, too. Get a support group. Yes. And and, and what about about, uh, schools and, and places? You know, what can they do? Is there anything we can do to try to prevent this from happening? I believe we need more people to go to the educational systems and go to the schools and say, hey, we have speakers here that want to speak to you about abuse and uh, take it from there one by one, one person at a time. And if we could have 50 people in each state, that would help. Yes, isn't that right? Yes. And you know what? Another thing I have to say is that you have to love yourself. That's why it's so important, as uh, Antoinette mentioned, with her faith, how much that happens because, you know, without having faith, it would be very difficult to go through anything like this, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Oh, if I didn't have my faith, I wouldn't be here. I mean, you know, because you know when you are loved and you love yourself because of that, it changes everything so much. Oh, yes. I, I just wish, Antoinette, that at schools and churches that people could be more observant so they could help this. But more importantly, I wish we could do more to educate people or counsel people so that this wouldn't happen from the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah, but that is the really hard part, getting getting that. So what ended up happening with your father, Antoinette? Uh, well, my father did go to jail for about six months. And way back in the late 70s, they didn't have their legal system as uh, they're much more strict now with their penalties. So uh, as of now, he's actually in a rehab center, and he is a classified schizophrenic, so he has to take his medication every day. Uh, So we have to... um, Lift him up in prayers too, because he has epi- he has emphysema, and uh, my father did ask me to forgive him, and I did. And uh, there's not too many father and daughter relationships where you ever hear that uh, coming to pass face to face to hear the perpetrator say that to your face. So uh, I have to look beyond that because I don't know how much longer of a life that my father has, so I do want to help him um, with his final days, however long that should be. That is unbelievable. Talking about forgiveness at the highest level, I really don't, I mean, that is unbelievable. I'm sure many people listening to you right now cannot comprehend how you could forgive your father. Exactly. And and I'm sure he could not comprehend. And people tell me that daily. Do they? Yes. Well, yes. maybe not daily, but pretty close to that when I speak about it. Well, how about when you do your book signings? 
when you do your book signings or go out and speak, do you, do you meet people who come up to you and tell you their story? Uh, yes, I have. As a matter of fact, I've had many letters sent to me already in reference to how they have been touched in miraculous ways, uh, from their marriages being restored to addictions being broken. It's a humbling experience. Wow. Yes. I'm sure that's one of the first times that they can talk about that to anyone. Absolutely. When, when they see you standing out there, that does so much. There is a National Child Abuse Hotline, yes. which is 1-800-422-4453, 1-800-422-4453. And I want to say again, don't wait ever if you're listening. Look, look what happened. You know, Antoinette tried to commit suicide. You know, thank God she did, was not successful because, look, she wouldn't be able to help all these people that she's helping today. Absolutely, um, and I thank my husband for that because he's the one that rescued me that day. Is that right? What happened? Well, I start, like a week before this happened, I wrote a suicide letter to my daughter. That's what they called it. And the day that it happened, uh, Nicholas, my son, was home playing Nintendo, and Tara was at school, and my husband works 12-hour uh, shifts because I wasn't working at that time. And I had lost my business a couple of months ago, and I started getting depression. And I was feeling depressed, but I didn't know uh, that I was plummeting even more so by the day. So the day that it happened, I took a bath, cleaned my house. Everything was perfectly fine. I went downstairs and took all of my Vicodin. There was like 21 to 25 Vicodin, and I just took them without any hesitation and just went on my morning uh, regimen was to clean the house. And then all of a sudden, I went upstairs into the restroom, and I tried to... Uh, purge those pills out, and I couldn't because uh, they were inside of me for three hours by then. And then all of a sudden I started walking out in the hallway to go down the steps, and I couldn't feel my feet on the steps, and I'm trying to hold my hands on the rail and the walls, and I almost felt like a Russian soldier. You know how they have their their steps and their marches mm-hmm. with their wide steps? Well, that's how I was feeling because I couldn't feel the floor. And I go down to the bottom step, and my husband had just gotten home, and he says, what's the matter with you? And I said, nothing, nothing. I said, leave me alone. I just want to die. I just want to die. He goes, what did you do? And I said, I took my pills. And he said, and he shook me, and he said, Nina, oh, my God. And then he hurried up and called 911 and told them that they were going to be on their way, and he hurried up and drove me there. Oh, thank the Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Yes. And then it is not after that. Is this when after that is when you were uh, in the psychiatric unit for 14 yes. days? Yes. And, and and how did that how did that help you? Uh, actually, it was wonderful. I was able to lead three people to the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, they were saying, well, how come you're a Christian and you want to kill yourself? I said, well, that's how the enemy likes to use your weaknesses against you when you don't understand what's happening to you and that it doesn't make me any better than you or I, just that I know that I'm going to heaven when I die. And there was an Arabic person uh, and two other people, and they received the Lord as their personal Savior, and they, they were so grateful to that. 
Well, I'll tell you what, you have quite a story there. If you just joined us, we're talking to Antoinette Campbell, the author of From a Legend and Kingdom of Darkness into Poems of Hope. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Antoinette. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Are you ready to take it to the next level, both personally and professionally? If your answer is yes, you owe it to yourself to spend an hour with America's coach, Dan Lear, and the Road to Success, broadcasting live every Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Dan shares proven success strategies that will take you from where you are now to where you want to go. Your road to success begins with America's coach, Dan Lear, on the Voice America Business Channel. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Mm Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, (laughs) no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. (laughs) Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, our guest today is Antoinette Campbell, the author of From a Legend and Kingdom of Darkness into Poems of Hope. She is talking about a very difficult subject, which is child abuse and incest, as she is a survivor and made a decision to spend her life giving back, paying forward, trying to help other people survive that horror that can happen to our children. And Antoinette, before we go any further, if someone is interested in purchasing your book, From a Legend in Kingdom of Darkness into Poems of Hope, how do they do that? Uh, Well, they can go to Zulon Press, 
and uh, they can order the book there. And the number is 866-909-2665. It's available at all major bookstores online. And if they would like to request them at the religious bookstores, they would have to request them and go there, and then they will order them. And uh, again, what is the name of where you said they can order them at the beginning? They can call it's Zulon Press. It's X U L O N Press P R E S S. Okay. Or they can go to a major um, all major bookstores, books, books, uh, a million, uh, Barnes and Noble, anywhere. Okay. It, online they can purchase them. All right. And the name of the book is From a Legend and Kingdom of Darkness into Poems of Hope. Yes. By Antoinette Campbell. Uh, as a matter of fact, I met Antoinette, as I said earlier, if you weren't on the show, at a book signing. And one of the questions here from a listener is, Antoinette, have you yet gone to other parts of the world talking about your book and your experience? No, but I would love to when I have the invitation. Yes, I think that, oh, unfortunately, I'm sure this is an issue throughout the world. Absolutely it is. And you know how you were saying the majority of times when this happens to a child, it's someone they know, someone very close to them. Absolutely. And and that is why, once again, you have to be very careful when you meet people and you decide to leave your child with that person. Yes. You really do. You really have to be very thoughtful about that because, you know, one day can change a person's life forever if a mistake is made. So yes. you really need to be careful. Um, Antoinette, people listening to the show today, what advice would you give them if they are a victim of child abuse or incest, and they have given up all hope. They've given up hope moving forward. They don't want to try anything. They don't think there's any hope. What would you tell them? Oh, goodness. Well, first of all, there is hope, and I can understand exactly how they feel and that I hope they they do come forward, and I wish I could just wrap my arms around them and tell them that it's not their fault, that they have not done anything wrong, uh, that they're beautiful and wonderfully made, and for them to confront that fear that their life is actually in their hands and for them to stop the silence. Yes, and you know what? May I ask you um, that question also, what you were just talking about. Why is it that when this happens that so many people then feel it's their fault? Oh, because their insecurity mm-hmm. levels, uh, because they don't know what else to do. It's lack of understanding. They're mm-hmm. confused. Uh, it goes along with their mindset. Uh, they don't know how to get out of that box. They're just so uh, smitten by it. Do you, and is it also possible that the person who is the offender makes them think it's their fault? Yes. Absolutely, because uh, since we are the innocent victim and they're the one tormenting us, we have to bow to whatever they say. So we can never feel that we are valuable enough 
because we have no worth at that point. We don't feel that we do anyways. Okay, well, a question we have here for you from another listener is, Antoinette, would you mind sharing with me what was the reaction of your family uh, and or friends when they first found this out? Uh, Denial, they can't believe it. Very shocking, surprised. And uh, to be quite honest with you, that uh, denial can last up to many years before it starts manifesting in the natural to where you start seeing change happening with your family. Is that right? Yes. Well, what happens when the child who is abused knows that the other parent knows this and is not doing anything about it? Well, like I said before... uh, the parents are just as sick as uh, the person that has done that because even though the one was hurting you or your children, the spouse of that person that's doing it is just as sick because they feel that, uh, honestly, that they cannot speak out either. They can't say anything either. So because some people, some of our listeners have said, you know, what do you do in a case where, yes, you're being abused by, for example, the father, but the mother does li- live with you and knows this but ignores it? Right. And that goes on. And because it's uh, the denial, they don't want to believe it. And if they do hear it, they stuff it down inward, and they're suppressed and repressed with their feelings for years. Yeah, And that is so terrible. Yeah, that is just so evil, so horrible that yes. you would ever do this to a child. Period. Let alone know someone else is doing this. Absolutely. I want to talk for a minute. Remember, if you have post-traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. that is a disability. You know, that is a disability. If you have post-traumatic stress disorder, for example, mm-hmm. many of the soldiers returning from Iraq Absolutely. have post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes. Women who are raped can be walking down the street and, you know, hear a song and totally fall apart because that's the song that was played when they were raped. That's post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. That is a disability. You don't need to be ashamed. You need to go see a counselor, but it is not something to be ashamed of. There are many, many people who do have post-traumatic stress disorder. As I recall, Antoinette, didn't you say for a while that this kept coming back to you? Uh, as far as what was the question Remembering, again? you know, like... Where oh, you the had flashbacks and yes. the dreams. Yes, I had yes. that for many years. And also part of the manifestation of my inward feelings about myself and not telling other people is that I, I was bulimic for 12 years. So instead of me talking out to people, I just purged my food. In case you are listening to the show and you don't know what that is, this is not unusual that someone who has been abused or hurt, or raped, would do something like this. But uh, bulimia, another type of a disability, is when a person eats a lot of food and then, as, uh, she, as Antoinette mentioned, purges to get rid of that, but it is very destructive to your body. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm sure. T- how did you feel after you went through that? Oh, it's, it was... Uh... A deathly cycle. Uh, it was just, you're eating your own sickness back again. That's mm-hmm. what it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's just horrible. And how long did that go on, Antoinette? Uh, 12 years. 
12 years. Yes. Oh, my goodness, 12 years, that's terrible. And during that time now, did you go see a counselor or anyone? No, I did not. A girlfriend told me that there was a really cool way to lose weight, and that's what she taught me. And she taught you how to do this? Yes, and she was over 250 pounds, Mm -hmm. and then I never stopped. You just kept doing it all the time? Yes. Okay, well, again, these are all disabilities where you can get help, but, again, a lot of these things stem from Mm-hmm. What has happened to a person That's and right. how they think of themselves, how they view themselves. And remember, I always tell high school students with disabilities, all people with disabilities, you have to think more of yourself. Have more self-esteem because when you have more self-esteem, then you will not let these type of things happen to you or if Absolutely. they do, you'll speak up, you'll say something. All right, listen, we're going to go to break for a minute, but if you just joined us, Remember, you can tell someone else about the show. You can go back to voiceamerica.com and hear the show again because all of these shows are archived on voiceamerica and benderconsult.com. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists, and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much. Unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. 
The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back. Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Our guest today, Antoinette Campbell, a true champion of hope, speaking out as a victim of child abuse and incest on how she turned it around and is now a speaker and an author reaching out to help others. And what a tremendous job she is doing because so many people don't speak up, don't speak out, and can never overcome this to do the great thing you're doing. Antoinette, I have a question for you. I noticed in your book you have a lot of poetry. Yes. Uh, What made you decide to write poetry, and could you tell us how did that help you? Well, shortly thereafter, I had my car accident and I lost my business. That's when I started having those depressive feelings. And uh, uh, during the time when I was in the psychiatric unit, that's when I started writing songs. And then about two weeks later or so, all of a sudden I started writing more poetry. Not that many, but a couple here and there. And that was healing for me from the inside out. And before I realized it, the poetry was a gateway from heaven. And as people would come into my life, I would start writing about the real-life issues about them and myself. And what was it that caused you to decide that you were going to write a book? I didn't know that that was actually going to be a book, but it turned out to be so. And it was eight years in the making. This book, you worked on it for eight years? Yes. And what in, you know, what what made you decide, well, I'm going to get this published? Because let's face it, a lot of people write, you know, diaries or keep journals but especially a topic like this, mm-hmm. many people would not publish the book. Well, it just evolved to that. Uh, I don't know what else to say. And then I started asking around to see how I can get it uh, to get it published. And my pastor told me about Zulon Press, and it was on the radio. And uh, I called them, and they asked me to submit the manuscript, and I did. And it took off. How about that? Mm-hmm. And I'll it's bet, online. Isn't That's that like, amazing? Yes. That is an amazing story. But but the writing of the poetry in the book, do you not believe that was part of your healing process? Oh, absolutely I do. Absolutely I do. And it also taught me how to listen more than speak. Now, my listening would be my writing skills. So I would have to observe a lot more than speak outward. So my writings were how I spoke. And uh, through the years when you see all these different things happen to people and trying to have more of an understanding of how to relate to people through their uh, different struggles and pains and such. Well, one more time, in case someone just joined us right now or tuned in right now, why don't you tell everyone again, the name, oh, I'll tell you, the name of the book is From a Legend in Kingdom of Darkness, 
into Poems of Hope by Antoinette Campbell. And Antoinette, one more time, how do they purchase the book? Uh, it's available at all major bookstores online, and they can request a religious bookstores too. Uh, you can contact them at Zulon Press to order the book. It's X U L O N P R E S S. The number is eight six six nine zero nine two six six five. And again, as she mentioned, all the major uh, bookstores or markets like Barnes and Noble you can go to them and order this book online also, which is called From a Legend and Kingdom of Darkness into Poems of Hope by Antoinette Campbell. So this would be a great gift for someone that you know is going through something like this. Absolutely. Actually, it's a great gift for anyone because it just shows you in life how you can overcome obstacles and move forward and look what she's doing now, helping so many people, which is all oh, just so phenomenal. Antoinette, uh, the next two questions I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. I have asked every guest on the show for the past four years. So the first question is, you already have accomplished so much, obviously, um, but in your opinion, what do you consider your greatest accomplishment? I believe my greatest accomplishment would be learning how to die to myself, to me, myself, and I. I had to learn to confront and identify my own issues, and that is what radically changed my life. When you learned how to deal with, in your own world, Absolutely. What had happened to you and what you were going through. Yes. And I, I, and I was selfish. Uh, I was just looking out for me. I didn't want to let anybody in because I didn't know how to trust people. And, uh, and that still is a lifetime process as well. Well, no wonder. Yes, I could see why. Um, one of the questions that had been sent in by a listener is, um, how did you overcome the fear when you met someone, of being able to talk to them about this, meaning, of course, your husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, I told him from the get-go. I wasn't afraid to tell them. He had to know. And, and obviously that didn't bother him. No. This is why I'm saying if that's what your fear is, mm-hmm. then it's the wrong person. Absolutely. You know, if you go to someone and you tell them, look, this terrible thing happened to me, no matter what it is, Right. And if and, and then they don't want you, you're with the wrong person. Absolutely. You don't want that person anyway. You want the person that you can go to and say in love, you know, look, this is what happened to me, and that they understand. Absolutely. A lot of understanding. A lot of grace through years of understanding. Yes. Because, um, you know, if not, why would you want to be with that person anyway? Absolutely. Because they should love the entire person. Mm-hmm. You were mentioning uh, before, earlier in the book, about this pastor. Is that pastor, was he like a role model to you? Oh, absolutely. They, they taught me a lot, learning how uh, to understand myself, uh, learning how to understand basic biblical truths and relate them to my daily lifestyle. Yeah, because a question that I have is, do you feel someone listening to the show today that is going to make a decision mm-hmm. that they're going to speak up and do mm-hmm. something about this, um, 
Do you feel it's important to go to a support group of some type? Absolutely. They need to find something somewhere, whether it's a pastor, a mentor, or somebody at work. Can they help you? You need to find someone you trust to help you. Because I think when you hear also... Because you need to get connected. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. I was going to say, if you go to a group and you would hear other people talking about what they have gone through, at least you would know you're not alone. Absolutely. And that's the whole idea. Hearing you speak right now. Mm-hmm. They see it's possible Absolutely to be possible. so successful and to overcome this, uh, but if you just stay back in the shadows, then you're just destroying yourself. And you're never going to get anywhere. Absolutely. You're, you're never, never going to find out. You're never going to make it. That's right. Um, a last question for you here, not from me, but for, from one of our listeners is, um, Antoinette, you know, do you feel today, now that you have written this book and you speak and you've accomplished so much, do you feel now that your friends and your family finally have the realization of what you went through in your life? I don't think they would understand the whole thing, but I would believe that they understand some of me. And because say- they are getting secondhand information whether they were in the family anyway, but it was I that went through it, and other siblings went through that as well. And how are the other siblings? Uh, They're they're struggling, but they are encouraged because I have to encourage because that's what my gift is. Yeah, right. That is what your gift is, to encourage them. Plus, it's very possible that you did save your sister's life. Absolutely. Remember when you said about that day? And she did the same thing to mine. Yes, that is uh, When I was 16, she called the cops for my mom. And then when she was a little girl, I called when she was at school. Well, Antoinette, in closing, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? How long do I have? (laughs) Go ahead. I have, uh, I would say that if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul, you'll profit nothing. And one thing that I'd like to say is that audit your personal influences around your inner circle. And I call this the formula factor. Uh, There's people that add to you, to your life. There's people that multiply you with your gifts and talents and draw them out of you. There's people that subtract you from your goals and dreams. And there's people that cause unnecessary division and strife to fulfill their own selfish motives. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I think you are a great champion and you have helped so much. I say to you, Antoinette Campbell, you are a champion. And I want to end with a quote from Antoinette herself, which is, Stop the Secrecy. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters on voiceamerica.com. Antoinette, thank you for being with us. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.